This is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Corey provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. Hello and welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, give us a call at 614-760-0670 or visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're at our website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Well, I'd like to welcome our co our co-host, uh, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? Well, Corey, great to be here. Great to see you. Looking good. It's always fun to get together and do the radio show. Talk to the folks out there. I am great. And this sounds like a great topic today, but uh, I've had a crazy busy week. I've been touring different colleges with my daughter. She's going to be a junior in high school and she's starting to tour colleges. It's amazing. When I was a junior in high school, I was I I hadn't even started thinking about college yet. You know? It has, you know, it has definitely changed over the last few years of being yeah. able to, to prepare for college, take your ACTs or SATs a yep. lot earlier than you used to. And, uh, you know, the competition's kind of a lot tougher. There's a lot more kids going to school. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a, yep. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Fun time for you, I, I probably, I would imagine, going out and, you know, yeah. visiting some colleges and checking them out. Yeah, it is fun. And I always like going to college towns. Uh, I'm a big record collector. So usually college towns have cool little used record stores and great places to eat. So we always enjoy checking those out too. Uh, but how have you been, Corey? I know you've been busy, haven't you? I have been busy. It's, you know, it's a, it's actually kind of a busy time of the year. Um, I know a lot of people go on vacations and such like that, but they also, you know, you have a little bit more time to, to, to maybe meet and plan for some, you know, financial planning and stuff as well. And trying to enjoy the, the holiday here. Uh, it has been, of course, pretty hot here in central Ohio, but uh, who's complaining? It's better than, than the, the other scenario. So just looking forward to, uh, you know, having a, a, you know, a nice, enjoyable summer here. Yeah. So you said uh, today's show, you told me it was going to be on money and relationships and I'm interested in that because I always like learning more about my relationship with my money. Well, Tony, that's close, <laughs> but but no cigar. You know, today's today's episode actually focuses on money issues that impact your marriage or your relationship. So it's something that many of our clients have had to deal with at some point or another. You know, taking the time to address issues before they turn into problems can be very valuable. You know, one of our main sources for today is a Insta or Investopedia article titled top six marriage killing money issues so money can be a source of a stress for individuals couples and you know any kind of other you know interpersonal relationships in fact according to an october 2018 american psychological association report stress in america 64 percent of adults surveyed are stressed about money so clearly money you know does really affect the majority of americans out there 
Well, yeah, this is so true. And we've heard this for years. I mean, money stress is something we've all experienced probably at some point in our lives. Uh, when you add in relationships, though, that pressure cooker gets turned to 11, doesn't it? That's it, very true, Tony. And that's why today we're going to focus on a few money issues that impact couples, starting with keeping separate accounts. According to investopedia.com entry, some couples decide to split expenses down the middle and pay their half out of their own private accounts. Often this type of financial setup results in resentment about who gets to spend on what and when. It can even evolve into competition. You know, I paid for this, so you must pay for that. In some cases, having separate accounts can also lead to, you know, one partner hiding money from the other. The drawbacks of separating finances can also include reduced buying power and eliminating other financial benefits that may come with marriage as well. So it seems like joint bank accounts might be another options, uh, another option or in lieu of having separate accounts. What are some benefits to having a joint account? That's a great question, Tony. You know, there are several benefits to joint bank accounts and joint bank accounts are very common. According to the Balance.com article, should you have a joint or separate bank account, a TD Bank survey showed that 70%, you know, 76% of couples said they shared at least one bank account. So joint accounts tend to provide more transparency and spending for each person in the relationship, and they can also streamline some legal affairs. Now, in the event of one of the couple passing away, joint accounts allow the surviving spouse to maintain access to the funds. So in my experience, some married couples also find that it's easier to keep track of spending as all expenses are really contained in, with, you know, within one account as well. Yeah, those are all good reasons to have a joint account. And my wife and I have a joint account, and I think that works really well. Yeah, you know, uh, one, one of the things that you also need to consider are there could be a little bit of drawbacks to a joint account as well, Tony. You know, some individuals can feel like they have less control or independence when they don't have their own account. Joint accounts can also lead to issues if the couple isn't communicating about spending. Perhaps you both assume the other was going to pay the electric bill and it never gets paid, or in the reverse, it gets paid twice due to confusion. So joint accounts can be potentially, you know, problematic when a relationship ends because both parties have access to the money in the account. So either person could withdraw the money and close the account without the other's consent. So this could lead to, you know, some very messy and uncomfortable breakup moments as well. Yeah, that's <laughs> that scenario sounds like something out of a movie. I mean, one partner empties the account and skips the country. Uh, that would make things a bit awkward. You know, Tony, you know, debt is another issue that can be awkward, uncomfortable as well. So, you know, debt is a serious issue for many Americans and it can adversely impact a relationship. It can take, you know, many forms, whether it's a credit card or car loans, gambling, or, you know, so much more. But most people bring debt into a relationship. So debts that are brought into a relationship remain attached to the person who brought them in. However, there are nine states that have determined that debts are, that are incurred after a marriage are generally owned by both partners. So that's something yeah. to, to check out as well. Well, yeah, and that, that seems like a fair rule. I, I didn't realize that some states had that rule. What states does that impact? Well, you know, yeah, you were looking at uh, Arizona, California, Nevada, Idaho, Washington, New Mexico, Texas, Louisiana, and Wisconsin. So Ohio is actually not in there, but you're not liable for most of your spouse's debt that are incurred before marriage in these states. 
but any debt incurred after the wedding may be shared by both individuals, even when applied for by one you know member of the relationship. Oh wow! So yeah, so debt can potentially be a problem that causes resentment, especially if one member of the partnership feels you know that they're paying for debt that they shouldn't have to cover. So I recommend that couples discuss their existing debt before combining their financial lives. They could even you know potentially enlist you know, the counsel of a financial service professional help, you know, really facilitate the discussion. So in the next segment, we're going to look at the tool that we use at Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors to help examine how each individual feels and reacts to the market and more importantly, your risk tolerance. Yeah. And we've talked about a few of those things before. I mean, risk tolerance is really important though, when it comes to this uh, emotional spending and our relationships Uh, and how money affects our relationships with other people. But our time is almost up for this first segment of the show. Corey, is there anything else you want to add before we take this quick break? Yeah, Tony, you know, preparing for retirement, it's really a very important part of your financial process. But you can visit our website at safeharboroh.com or feel free to give us a call at 614-760-0670. If you do call in, just reference the radio show. We'll set you up with a complimentary no obligation meeting with me. And when you do come in, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to make sure that you have that financial plan to see if you're on track to have the right retirement um, that you're looking for. And to make, more importantly, to make sure it's going to last your entire retirement years. One of the things we'll be able to provide you when you do come in, it will be able to provide you with your own financial plan. And one of the reports we provide you is our compass report, which is a great way to make sure that you're on track to have the retirement that you want. You know, we want to be able to help you prepare for retirement that you've worked so hard for. And the best way to, to get started is if you don't have a financial plan today, you need to have one tomorrow. So I'd highly recommend you take advantage of coming in and meeting with me. Again, no obligation and the meeting is complimentary. Again, that phone number is 614-760-0670. All right. Thanks, Corey. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more Financially Fit Radio and our host, Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor after this. There are 96 different months you could file for Social Security benefits. There's over 9,000 combinations if you are married. But that's not all. There's advanced filing strategies that can also be used. By the time you factor it all in, there are over 20,000 calculations that need to be run to find the best way to file for Social Security benefits. To request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report from Safe Harbor Retirement Group, visit safeharboroh.com. The Social Security Maximization Report will tell you exactly what to do and exactly when to do it. Welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. Now, if you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, give us a call at 614-760-0670 or visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're at our website, check on that radio page to check out past shows and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, every Saturday afternoon at 12.30 p.m., feel free to join us on uh, CBS or WBNS here in, in Central Ohio, which is Channel 10. You can catch our 30-minute TV show, which is Financially Fit with Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Now today, one of our main sources is an Investopedia article.com, the top six marriage killing money issues. In the first segment of today's show, we looked at two different potential issues, joint or individual bank accounts, as well as debt. 
Investopedia.com article refers to the next issues as personality. They define personality as how you handle money. Are you a spender or a saver? I'd like to take this one step further and look at you know, the risk tolerance. So instead of lumping each partner into a broad category, it can be useful to learn what type of risk each member of the partnership is willing to be exposed to. You know, at Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors, we offer our clients the opportunity to color code their assets through our color of money risk analysis. This analysis provides each member of the relationship with a financial picture and a roadmap to overall risk, you know, your risk preferences. The result is a proprietary color of money risk analysis score. This short interactive analysis is an important part of determining how to properly align assets among red, yellow, and green money, which we've talked you know, about in the past. Yeah, we have, but tell us a bit more about the different uh, of these colors of money. How are they defined? Absolutely, Tony, and that's a great suggestion, just you know, as a reminder for everybody. So red money are assets that are subject to more risk and can lose value, but that, you know, also provide an opportunity for growth. And really, you know, if you're investing in the market, that's really what we're talking about there. Yellow money assets like red assets are subject to risk and can lose value, but are professionally managed. Professional money managers can help reduce risk and provide growth opportunities. And that's exactly what we do at Safe Harbor Wealth Advisors is we actually have professionals manage our clients' money. The last one is green money assets and they have lesser risk. They may not have as much growth potential as other assets, but your account is less likely to go down. So to provide you with your analysis and customized report, really the first step is to complete our strategy assessment. These are complimentary and available in our generational vault online at safeharboroh.com, but also feel free to visit our website to learn a little bit more about getting started in the color of money risk analysis process today and the nice part is, is you can just go to our website, right on our, our homepage there, you'll be able to actually find out what your risk score is. It's a great way to figure out, you know, what, what, you know, really, you know, what is your risk level today? And one of the things you'll probably find out is as you age, you're going to become a little bit more conservative. Huh, yeah, that happens. And that's an interesting tool to me, the color of money risk analysis <clears throat> and uh, on your website there. What's next on the list of potential relationship harming finance issues though? Well, Tony, we, the next one we're going to talk about is the power play. It's another money issue that Investopedia notes that can harm relationships. A power play occurs often when one partner is employed and the other isn't, or if both partners want to work, but one is struggling to find employment. So a power play deals with imbalance of income and how the individual with more income or most of the income can control how money is spent. So there may be some rationale behind this idea, but it's still important that both partners, you know, really um, cooperate and communicate when it comes to spending. You know, as we mentioned earlier, when discussing the pros and cons of different bank account, um, your options, a joint account offers greater transparency and access. However, it's not in itself a solution to a, a lopsided power, you know, money dynamic in a relationship. In fact, that transparency can be used to further control spending. So this imbalance can even lead to what some experts call, you know, financial abuse. Oh, well, financial abuse. I, I haven't heard a lot about that. That doesn't sound good. Well, you know, Tony, there are many kinds of abuse and financial abuse is one of the more subtle forms. According to a national network to end domestic violence report, understanding financial abuse. Now, this is the kind of abuse 
that is used to control and isolate partners. The experience is unique to each relationship. But a financial you know, abuse may include controlling how money is spent, um, restricting access to money or giving an allowance, withholding access to necessities like medication or food, restricting a partner's ability to work or even make money, or even some extreme cases, theft of money, credit, or even identity. So you know, the full report is available as part of the Moving Ahead Through Financial Management curriculum and can be downloaded at nnedv.org. Those are all heavy things to consider, and it sounds like that report was would probably be a good resource then. It is, Tony. You know, in fact, the report has valuable tips on some more healthy and productive ways couples can talk about their finances and their desires and needs. You know, every relationship and its financial picture is going to be unique. And we've talked about, you know, uniqueness, you know, always on this show. Everyone's situation is different. But perhaps one member of the couple manages the day-to-day finances and bill paying. And this might be a functional and even, you know, fit well with both individuals' personalities However, both should have access to and regular input on all financial decisions. You know, couples in healthy financial relationships can have different values related to money, but joint financial goals should be, you know, negotiated and planned together. You know, couples that set plans to meet these joint goals and support each other in the process are more likely to feel like, you know, they're really in a healthy money, you know, partnership. So both partners should have access to their money Needing to access permission or hiding money or spending, you know, really should be a red flag. Healthy financial relationships are about compromise, honesty, and, you know, really equality. In fact, in my opinion, those are vital aspects of any part of an interpersonal relationship, be they romantic, professional, or other. Right. And I think that's really good. Now, before we move on, let's share that website again where we can find that report. Well, the report and more resources are available at, again, it's NNEDV, that's NNEDV.org, as part of the Moving Ahead Curriculum, a financial empowerment resource. As a reminder, the information in this you know, curriculum is intended to be general you know, advice for individuals in an abusive relationship, but not everyone's situation is the same, so you may need specific you know, advice for your situation. If so, contact a domestic violence advocate or visit thehotline.org. You may also consider, you know, contacting a financial advisor or an attorney as well. Well, we've certainly already covered a lot. So just as a reminder to our listeners, if you want to review any portion of today's show or listen to other shows uh, or missed an earlier segment, you can review those at the website, safeharboroh.com. Now, let's get to those two final issues from the article. Well, Tony, the last two money issues that affect relationships are related, literally. They are children and extended family. (laughs) So the decision to have children is a big question for any relationship. And, you know, raising a child is no, you know, easy financial task, which I'm sure you can relate to, Tony. Oh, yeah. So according to the most recent available information, the average cost of raising a child from birth to the age of 17 is a little over $233,000 in a married two-parent middle-income family with two children. So this information comes from a 2017 U.S. Department of Agriculture or USA, you know, USDA report using information from 2011 to 2015 and figured in 2015 dollars. With inflation a likely in factor, you can expect that number to increase in the future. 
So having children impacts not just the pocketbook, but also the calendar. Does one partner stay at home when the child, you know, the children are younger? Or how does the, the, this really impact long-term retirement strategy or career investment, you know, advancement goals as well? Well, and these are all important questions to ask. I think it comes back to those three things that are vital to a healthy financial relationship, which are compromise, honesty, and equality, correct? Well, you know, Tony, those are three very important, you know, when it really comes to extended family relationships as well. So the issue of money and extended family can involve gifts that one side of the family can afford and the other can't. You know, or the expectation of lavish vacations and expenses that might not fit into the partnership's budget. It could even be loaning money to family members in need or for a business venture. Each of these scenarios can really increase stress and cause problems in any relationship or partnership. Yeah, money always, it just seems like it can drive a wedge between people. And I know we can all think of at least one example in our own lives. Yeah, Tony, you know, stress and and friction between relatives over money feels, you know, all too common. Often we think of lending money when it comes to money challenges, you know, with extended family. That's why our last resource for today is an article from moneycrashers.com, which is nine tips for lending money to family and friends. So let's examine a few of these tips before we end our time together today. First, let me say that in my opinion, it's always dangerous to lend money to family and friends. It's also a good idea not to lend money with the expectation of being paid back on a simple good faith. Now, these tips can help you, you know, set up terms that make lending possible, even if it isn't necessary, desirable, or even recommended. So what are the top tips in your opinion? Well, Tony, I, f- I feel the first tip is especially good. Deal with cash only. Avoid any connection or or contract that could impact your credit score. Do not open a credit card in their name or co-sign on a loan. Those situations put you in a position where someone else's actions can impact your financial future. So dealing with cash avoids these, you know, any type of issues that you may have. Also, only lend what you can afford. Again, this goes back to the very possibility that you'll not be paid back for this loan. If such a loan puts you into a, you know, dire financial strait, you, you could find yourself in a financial situation worse than that of the person you loan the money to. Well, these are great tips. Do you have anything else for us? Yeah, Tony, there are a few more that I'd like to you know, just touch on. They're setting terms and getting it in writing. Make sure that you have, you know, that you and the person you're loaning cash to has agreed to the repayment terms, including potential interest rates and a schedule. A written document can help in the future if the agreement turns sour. And finally, worst case scenarios, It's vital to discuss the potential ramifications of breaking the agreement. That could be late charges, a collections process, or even legal action. It's not comfortable, but asking for money rarely is a comfortable experience. Also, if you're not able really to follow these tips, you may want to avoid loaning money at all. Perhaps there are other services-based ways to help. You could even offer to refer them to your financial service professional to help them examine other financial options. Well, and as usual, our time has just flown by. Uh, It's almost up for this week's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Yeah, Tony, you can definitely visit our website at safeharboroh.com or feel free to give us a call at 614-760-0670. When you do call in, just reference the radio show. We'll set you up with that complimentary no obligation meeting with me. And one of the things we'll do is we'll get you started on making sure that you have that financial plan 
And one of the things we'll do is put that down in writing for you through our compass report. It's a great report to make sure that you're gonna be on track. You know, at Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors, we provide you with information to help make sound decisions and build a retirement on a solid foundation. Also, if you have any questions about today's show or comments, please do not hesitate to give us a call. And again, that phone number is 614-760-0670. Join us again for another episode of Financially Fit Radio. Take care and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Financially Fit Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Corey Sickles at Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Call 614-760-0670 or visit their website at financiallyfitoh.com. Corey Sickles and Safe Harbor Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.